You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn alongside Sonny Ship. As we wrap up, Sonny, what was, I guess, kind of a is – it, has it gotten normal now that this February signing day is just not like the the Christmas day that it used to be? I mean, I know for me growing up, I love tuning into this stuff. I know for you covering it, this used to be like the busiest time of the year, and now it's just kind of become a little bit lackluster. Yeah, you say lackluster, but, I mean, you know, LSU fans were sitting around waiting on two five-stars, you know, one of them. One of them that, uh, you know, they, they just, you know, they didn't have really much to worry about at all in Dominic McKinley. And then Terry Bussey got his situation uh, with over by 9 a.m. And so mm-hmm. it was like, okay, wow, you know, it seems like in past years, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, you know, you're kind of sitting around keeping people lingering into the afternoon. But it's like, yo, man, everything's done. Kelly spoke. Time for you to go hit your happy hour somewhere. <laughs> I know, man. It's it's one of those things. Like, I know I, I've covered places where like people have these massive parties and like you know these whole little shindigs and and, and all this stuff that they like to do to celebrate. And for LSU fans, I mean, it was over. I mean, I, I got home and I was like, all right, there's nothing else to kind of yeah. check in on. Let's get to work on on what we were able to get. But hey, I was able to get out to Acadiana and uh, talk with Dominic McKinley, and that's the guy you mentioned. So we'll lead off with McKinley here. I mean. Sonny, uh, we had just just put up a piece, uh, kind of a coach's corner, where his head coach, Matt McCullough, was able to kind of dive into what made him special and really what, uh, you know, I don't know if a ton of people know this, Sonny, but, you know, entering his junior year, that summer between his sophomore and junior year, uh, McKinley was near or to over 300 pounds, shed a ton of weight, and really showed uh, his family, really showed that coaching staff over there that he really wanted to pursue you know, college football at its highest level. And obviously two years later, he's the number one player in the state. I know there's some concerns maybe about, you know, maybe level of competition. There might be some concerns about motor or stuff like that, but you know, I don't know. I mean, you look, you turn on the film and you see the the potential he possesses. Obviously we knew LSU had a need here. They're able to get that signature and uh, once again, continue to put up borders around the state. Yeah, I mean, you can look at, you know, you, you if you want to point to the competition of what he went up against, you know, maybe every day in practice, um, that's yeah. one thing. But, I mean, you know, Acadiana, you're a 5A school. Um, you know, you're going up against the big boys, you know, every Friday night. So, I think he's seen 
his share of the of, of, of the physicality and the physical side on the other side of the line. Obviously, that's going to change once he gets to LSU in the SEC, and then every day yeah. he's be, going to be going up against somebody just like him, you know. And so, um, but looking at it from the, you know, looking at it from the uh, from the other perspective, um, I think he's a guy that you know has kind of started to tap into the potential that he has, uh, you know, the, the work at the motor, um, you know, whether or not it's on all the time or not, you know, that's something that we see it a lot at, with a lot of high school yeah. players. And that's something that he's going to have to quickly adapt to. And I'm sure he will, because once you get to LSU and once you look around, you know, you look around and you've got guys over there that are busting their butt, that are working their tail off. You got guys over here who are doing the same. And guess what? If you're not following their lead, if you're not doing what they're doing, then you're going to get left behind. You know, yeah. you're going to get left behind real quick and you're going to find out, you know, this is no knock against UTSA, but look how quick Denver Harris found out, you know, going from yeah. Texas A&M to LSU. And now all of a sudden he's at UTSA a year later. And so, yeah. you know, you either learn, and you adapt or you hit the transfer portal. And that's something that, you know, that that's something that, you know, we're even going to see more of going forward. I have a feeling, you know, you'll start to see more freshmen, more sophomores, um, you know, really getting into that portal for those reasons right there. Because now used to be when, when freshmen would hit a college campus, it would be like, okay, can you get them there early? Yeah, you know, can you yeah. get them there for for the summer instead of just the fall? Well, then the summer became the norm. Now it's can you get them there in the spring? Because that's kind of, you know, I don't want to say become the norm, but when you look at LSU, LSU had 14 or 15 early enrollees out of a 30 member out of a 29 mm -hmm. member class of high school and junior college prospects. That doesn't include the transfers. So I think that that's just going that that you're going to continue to see things like that kind of matriculate and then progress. Because now we're paying kids, you know, that 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 24-7 sports article that uh, I believe that was – was that Hummer and Zenitz who did that? I think it was a combo oh, of those was, guys, I think it was yeah. a, a co collection of all of them. Yeah, and they yeah. pulled 14 kids, you know, and how many of them had not even stepped foot on a college campus and were already talking about getting six-figure NIL deals that are already done. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, and, you're right. and so when, when kids, you know, now how much more of a push do they have when they hit that college campus? They're already making six figures, you know, yeah. Does it, you know, that that fire, that burning fire and that burning desire to be that starter and to get up that depth chart. You know, you want to see that in all these players. But unfortunately, we don't see it. And I think a big part of it in, in a lot of cases now when we see the freshmen kind of fizzle out early and test the transfer portal, it's because of the NIL inducements that they're getting. Yeah, there's not necessarily – and this is not speaking in the case of Dominic McKinley, but just around – Right, exactly, whole. exactly. Yeah, young guys it's, in it's, general. Yeah, just young guys in general. I mean, right. I think you're seeing a sense of where – I mean, we could even go back 10, 15, 20 years ago, Sonny. You're seeing freshmen like there's a rite of passage. There's – you know, you earn your keep on this roster. You earn respect from the uh, the elder statesmen in the room. I mean, how do you think if you're a senior that's busted your butt for four years, maybe you aren't the uh, the highest performing or the highest NIL paid guy, and you got a freshman coming in making six, maybe even you know six figures, and it's just uh, he hadn't even stepped foot on campus. Like it, all these riffs and these type of things, I agree with you. I think it's real. It's really going to be hard, even harder, to see guys stick with the same program 
for maybe even a year at this point. It's I mean, you're talking about a guy, guy that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, is a young guy. I mean, and you 18, mentioned too, 19 like, years old. You got you got crazy. over. You know, you got you you're getting. Um, you know, you're getting twelve. You know, ten thousand dollars a month deposited into your account. You know, and then it, I mean, yeah. just that. You know, I mean that that alone is hard for a young person to to shoulder to handle responsibly. Yeah. And then you toss on all the requirements that come with, you know, that with getting that money. You know, as far as the school, the athletic, uh, the athletic obligations and everything that it takes for you to sustain that. And you, I, you know, you just see that a lot of young. I think we're I think we're going to see more and more cases of younger guys that kind of slipped through the cracks for some of those reasons. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you mentioned too, I mean, all jokes aside, I don't know what you were doing when you were 18, 19, 20. That wasn't too long ago for me, Sonny. There, there's no way I could have handled just being a college football player, much less having 10 grand, you know, 10 bands, as one player said it, uh, put into my bank account each and every single month. There, Sonny, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be on a podcast with you right now, that's for sure. We were trying to come up, we were trying to scrounge up enough money 
to be able to go to drinking on Lincoln, you know, for that $5 bill, you know, all you can drink from eight to 12. <laughs> and it's like, yo man, you know, you gotta, you gotta line around the door at seven 45, get all the, you know, want to get all that time in now, <laughs> you know, it ain't that. They're hosting the party. They're 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 renting out the bar. I mean, that's what they're exactly. doing. I, yeah, it's it's. I was telling someone the other day. We were talking about this, man. When I was in college, we had a little Mexican restaurant that I lived for uh, Wednesday night, dollar beer, dollar taco night. And uh, now, I mean, you got guys that could just say, "Hey, I'm I'm buying out the restaurant for the night. It's all on me." Crazy, crazy atmosphere. But yeah, McKinley. I mean, look, I, there's a lot to be excited about of what he can bring to the table. Uh, development's going to take place. Uh, his dad spoke to the fact uh, that you can catch that video if you haven't already uh, on YouTube and on our site as well, you know, that Bo Davis made an impact. Uh, you know, how much, just real quickly before we move on, do you think the timing of Bo Davis being announced, which was a little bit after, I guess, but McKinley's starting to get the feeling that there's some changes were kind of uh, on the way, and maybe the real reason he didn't commit to LSU in the first place was because of the lack of maybe a visible leader in that defensive line room. Well, I think the, I, th- I think the I think the lack of a visible leader, like you like you described it, I think that played a, that that played a big part, and that's why LSU had so much catching up to do, and why he mm-hmm. stayed committed to Texas A and M, you know, as long as he did. Uh, Bo Davis, I think Bo Davis played and played an integral part in this. Uh, a crucial part. And, you know, I I think that's why if you go back and if you look at during that early signing period when Bo Davis was still at Texas, I think that's why there were some rumblings of, you know, okay, well, you know, is, you know, is McKinley going to sign early with Texas? Could he pull a surprise and not be on the market for LSU come January? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think Davis played a huge part and I'm sure his family addressed that. Like you said, when you, you know, when you spoke with them, when you spoke with them yesterday, and I think Davis is just going to play a bigger part going forward, you know, um, and, and kind of expanding on McKinley a little bit more, you know, like you said, the development's going to come there. And I think the development's going to need to come quickly too. Yeah. It's going to need to come quickly because Brian Kelly kind of talked about it a little bit on Wednesday when he talked about this class, uh, he said, you know, we know that uh, defensive line, that that's an area that, you know, we've got to still figure some things out. We've got the back half of, we've got the spring transfer portal window, uh, talked about the possibility of, of, of moving some guys around, um, you know, like we've alluded to before, Savion Jones, to me, that just seems like a natural fit right yeah. there. Spot him yeah. inside. you got plenty of options at, at on the edge that you can turn to. And so, you know, there's going to be a need for Dominic McKinley to, to come in and, and, and to not necessarily, not necessarily, you know, be a difference maker or an impact player, as a true freshman, but I think you're going to need him to come in and you're going to need to get kind of like you did out of Mason Smith when Mason Smith was Mm. a true freshman, you know, he played in, uh, I I forget how many games it was, but you know, five, five or six, about five or six, six, you know? And so once you start hitting, you know, I think once you start hitting the middle of October to November and then obviously December now with the expanded playoff and everything, you're going to need McKinley to kind of, you know, go from being that freshman to being that, okay, well, he's not necessarily a true freshman anymore. And then once you start getting those injuries racking up and you start getting some, you know, some guys who are, uh, you know, who are just banged up, who aren't performing like they did maybe at the beginning of the season when they were fully healthy, that's when you're going to need McKinley to kind of come up and say, okay, you know, he now he's ready to give you some snaps. You know, he's Mm -hmm. ready to give you some reps. He's ready to kind of help plug some of those gaps 
that are there from the injuries and, and, and from not having a lot of depth, frankly. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, it's one of those things you want to sit in October, November and say, hey, if I'm Bo Davis or I'm, you know, um, this defensive coaching staff in general, when I'm sitting in that film room, in that meeting room, I can comfortably put him into our rotation and not feel necessarily super uneasy about it. That's where, that's where you want, and yeah. it's going to be very interesting to kind of see how that rolls. Uh, Sonny, there was a uh, – there's an old uh, sitcom – or not sitcom, an old, old show that my grandfather got me on, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, uh, Clint Eastwood, fantastic Western. And so yeah. that's The Good. We go back now to maybe the bad. We, we had to lead off with the good so people would watch and listen. And now we go to the bad. Terry Bussey chooses Texas A&M over LSU. Georgia was in this race, too. You and I both kind of were, were reading through the tea leaves. It kind of felt like Georgia made an impact because of the brand they are. Uh, but this really felt like an Aggie Tiger race. Your thoughts, though, as uh, 9 a.m. came across and, and Terry Bussey unveiled that he was going to A&M and just what type of effect that has uh, for LSU going forward. Well, you know, in, in trying to track it, trying to figure out where he was going to go. And, you know, by 9 a.m., I felt the same way that I did. I think it was about 9 o'clock the night before when I posted, you know, I don't know what the hell this kid's going to do tomorrow morning. <laughs> and just, you know, that's it. And there's no reason to write a thousand words on it. That's, you know, and, and that's how I felt at 9 o'clock that morning too, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I always just kept – but I always kept going back to the fact that, you know, he never decommitted from Texas A&M. He never decommitted from Texas A&M. And, and to me, that was kind of where where it seems that, you know, it, it seems that in his heart, he picked Texas A&M in September when he committed to him. It seemed like in his heart, he never felt the need to decommit when, I mean, let's face it, with everything that went on in College Station, with all the right. changes, with all the negative press, with all the turmoil, you would, you know, you would think that that would make, you know, not 97 out of a hundred kids, you know, say, Whoa, okay. I'm just going to need to, you know, process this a little more. At least but, open it back up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The fact that he never did that and he stayed with them all of that time. You know, I, I think that's why even, you know, the LSU side had optimism. They, they, you know, they, they, you know, some, some thought that they were going to get him in the end. Mm. Uh, but I, I, th I think at the end of the day, you can look at it and you can say, okay, you know, the kid truly followed his heart. You know, yeah. and yeah. if you're an LSU fan, don't be disappointed about that. His heart might be in Tech College Station right now, but guess what? It only takes one losing season or, or, or you know, uh, a bad spring, a, a argument with your position coach. I mean, there's so many things that affect college rosters in these days to where, you know, LSU, as close as they finish to Texas A&M, if he has any doubt about whether Texas A&M is where he should have been, you know, going forward, and he thinks about the transfer portal, man, you got to think that LSU is going to be right there near the top of his list if it comes to that. So, yeah, you know, uh, I guess to, to use a Brick Haley reference, you know, like you've seen a lot of them on the board here lately, you know. Uh, <laughs> yes, LSU finished second, but yeah. there could be a silver lining down the road, you know. Well, and look too. I mean, it, it's. I mean, even that that statement has changed so much over the years. Know. You know, I mean, you know, finishing second, man, you might be in a better position than you were than finishing first. That might sound absolutely crazy, but it seems like you want to be that second school because the odds are pretty high. I mean, I don't know if Vegas put odds on this, but the odds are pretty high that a kid's going to transfer. Like it's yeah. so rare to see a kid. Houston second's not that yeah. bad. 
used to be, you know, one of the things growing up and stuff, you know, like you, you know, you would hear or whatever, like, uh, yeah, finishing second, guess what that is? That's the first loser. First loser. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you, you now in the, you know, first of all, you know, if you're coaching youth or anything and you said that, I mean, you would be persecuted and prosecuted oh, and everything yeah. else in society we live in today. But now, you know, there really is something to it. Like you said, you know, you finish second, you're first in line if he enters the portal, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. You know, and especially with how change, close it but, is. you know, yeah. you get the gist and, and, and especially with how close these races get. I mean, when you get down to the top two and it really feels like, I mean, Bussy was seriously considering LSU, man. Uh, you, you don't know what factors that, like you said, maybe something goes wrong in College Station, and that was the thing that he felt might have been right for him. And now that's flipped when LSU, you know, seems like greener pastures. We'll have to see. Uh, obviously, though, Sonny, I mean, this would have been a massive pickup. I wanted to get your thoughts on this because we had heard some some different types of things, but you're just your thoughts in general. If he would have made it to Baton Rouge or, you know, he's going to College Station, was this going to be strictly a cornerback situation or was he going to also play some offense? How do you think that that would have been managed? Uh, and did that have anything to kind of go in with maybe LSU's pitch going forward? It had a little, yeah, I mean, there, you know, it, it was part of it, you know, the, uh, you know, the opportunity to play some, you know, to play some offense too. But I think, you know, I, I think that, that as far as, the expected biggest impact, which side of the ball, I think you would have to look at defense just because of LSU's need right there at cornerback. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that he comes to, you know, that he gets to campus this summer and, and he's a starter against USC in week one, but I think he's a guy that if the talent that he showed on the football field, if the talent that he showed playing basketball and the, the work ethic that all of his coaches and everyone around him says he has, you have to figure that getting him that, you know, if you would have got him here in the summer, you have him for fall camp, that given the LSU situation at quarterback right now to where it seems like, you know, you can't really peg. When you look at it and you say, okay, it looks like Ashton Stamps and Sage Ryan are your two starting corners. If you go back and yeah. just look at the bowl game, you know, and look at what you have, knowing Ashton Stamps is coming off surgery and stuff for the spring. If you just look at it from that perspective, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, this kid's gonna have this kid's gonna have a serious chance to get in here and yeah. maybe compete for that nickel position. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, and, it's, and, and obviously having a five star by your name, you know, kind of helps you jump to those uh, you know, jump to those considerations and those possibilities. But um, you know, just given LSU situation as a whole at cornerback, you know, uh, who are the who are the starters? You know, who are I mean, the projected starters going in? Yeah. I don't think Sage Ryan's best position is boundary corner, but yeah. that's where he ended the season at. I think Toviano is probably a better safety prospect, but he had to play corner over there. Um, yeah, Ashton Stamps, Hughes, you know, you've got a bunch of young guys coming in, but Jawan Johnson's not on campus, yeah. Wallace Foster's not on campus, Bernard Causey's not on campus. Only P.J. Woodland is on campus this spring. And so, you know, you, you've really got some, you've really got a situation to where, and now I think you see LSU address that position a little more sternly in the spring mm. uh, transfer portal. Yeah. Because the last thing, you know, if you're LSU and you're pitching to Terry Bussey, look, we need cornerback help. We need somebody who can come in. You're probably a little bit hesitant about going and jumping on that transfer who still has two years of eligibility remaining and bringing him into the fold and into that room. 
You know, you're probably yeah. just thinking about that, like, man, is this going to really hurt us with Bussy or not? Now, when you attack that spring transfer portal window, you know you need a defensive lineman. If you can get an impact defensive lineman, I mean, you're going to be very attractive to somebody. And then the same thing now, I think when you look at cornerback, you know, that that LSU will probably go at it a little more aggressively knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, they can't potentially run off a three- or four-year player like Brian Kelly wants to build this program around. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's going to be very interesting to watch how that uh, portal window and uh, look, there are the war room's already busy. Uh, they're 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 already game planning for what they could go and attack and what they could look at. Uh, Sonny, as we kind of you know wrap up this podcast, we also wrap up this twenty twenty four class. And over the past year, you and I have talked a lot about this. You know, guys we liked, guys that we thought were really interesting. But when you look back on it as a whole. Um, I know some pundits, you know, outside the 24-7 sports world uh, really listed LSU as, as, as some winners. You know, when it comes down to locking down the state, you and I have hit that really hard. But when you just look at this class, maybe and try to put the uh, the objective uh, glasses on, how do you feel like LSU finished out with this? I mean, obviously you would have loved to have Terry Bussey. McKinley was a big get. Um, but just when you look through what they're able to bring in, even the guys that are already enrolled, this really, to me, feels like a good step in the right direction of where Kelly wants to take this program and, to me, follows with what he said in his introductory press conference about having a priority within this state and also you know, mixing in a little flavor from around the country uh, that can make an impact and wants to come down to Baton Rouge. Well, you know, you can – to start off with, if you look at the team rankings, if you look at the 24-7 sports team rankings, you'll see LSU finished fifth, uh, fifth on 24-7 sports – Seventh in the composite, which combines mm. the other three, the other three recruiting services out there. So, top five class. Brian Kelly's first as a head, or no, I'm sorry, not first as a head coach, but first since 2013. Wow, I think that was the last time that he had one, and uh, he has never had. LSU, if you take their sixth-ranked class last in for the 2023, fifth-ranked for 2024, he has never had two back-to-back classes like that. Wow. And so when you talk about wanting to build a program on three- or four-year players and you come into a program that is depleted with 38 scholarship players, and in two years you're able to stack those two classes, I think you're taking major, major strides to being able to build your program like that to not have mm-hmm. to go out and rely on 13 or 14 transfer portal ads. And so he's well on his way to getting there, and he stacked those two classes. I think he's going to stack another one with this 2025 class. It's already ranked <laughs> yeah. number two in the country. And then yeah. you look at how loaded 2026 is in state. You know, he's really got some opportunities to really you know, start building those classes one on top of one another. And look, that's what the Georgias, that's what the Alabamas have, uh, did when they went on their, uh, were on their run. And so that's a big part of the equation because now he feels like he's got the coaches. Now you're stacking the Johnnies and the Joes on top of one another and you're building that roster to get it where you need to get it to. And so I think the 2024 class really took a big step to kind of helping him do that. You know, you look at the, uh, you look at the areas that they really needed to hit, um, you know, obviously cornerback, you know, you got four of them that you're bringing in. 
you still did good. You still did. You know, you still mm-hmm. have a really good haul of guys there. Even if you take, but even when you take Bussy out of the consideration, I think the defensive line haul is a little bit underrated, and that's because I think Gabe Relaford is just going to be a beast, and, yeah. and I think we have him underrated, and I think that that's going to show pretty early on too. And then, uh, you know, Deshaun McBride, he's a guy that, you know, we talk about LSU at safety, at LSU at cornerback. But look, you know, you, you've got some, you've got some, some room at safety too, to where you can, you know, some young guys are going to have some opportunities. Ryan Yates mm-hmm. is going to have an opportunity. Jordan Allen's going to have an opportunity. Obviously, you got Major Burns coming back. Deshaun McBride being on campus right now, that's going to give yeah. him that opportunity to be able to show why he was the number two safety in the country. You know, Trey Des Green, you got the number two tight end in the country. And so when you go down the list and you start looking at some of those guys, you know, I think that I think that LSU did a good job of getting those, uh, you know, those guys that are ranked near the best in the country at their respective positions, like McKinley, like McBride, Weston Davis, you know, guys like that. But then they also did a good job of getting those four-star guys, those lower, you know, those those lower-ranked four-star guys. You know, some of those guys that you look at and you say, yeah, those are some program guys. Those are some guys that you mm-hmm. can envision getting in here, you know, sticking around and really being able to help you from a depth perspective. And so I think overall – I think sometimes rankings can be a little misleading, but I think that number five ranking on this class, I think it's warranted and I think it's legit. And really yeah, love, to- really love the offensive line haul that Brad oh, Hall got, that Brad Davis got. You know, <laughs> that's what I was just I think about. That to was mention. big. You know, that was big. You know, you take one running back and it's the number six running back in the country in Caden Durham. You know, yeah. and, and, and so. You know, you always want, you know, you always want more five stars. You always want this. You always want that. We always want what we don't get or what we can't have. But I think when you look at, you know, when you look at number six last year, number five this year, you're already number two next year. Man, those fools who said Brian Kelly wouldn't recruit at LSU, I mean, they just got to feel stupid right now. And when I say that, that that, I'm not talking about the fans. I'm not talking about the fans. Fans aren't paid to be educated. There you go. That's true. But when you're getting paid to do a job and you're as uneducated like that, well, you know, you got a problem. Well, and I even just put this on the board. I mean, I think in in talking with, you know, some coaches around the area, talking with some people who've had guys that are on LSU's campus or committed to LSU, they say, like, the jokes – they're laughable at this point. Like the jokes of, of him dancing with the recruits and all that kind of, okay, that's funny. And it's corny. And you know what? He might be a, you know, a, a have the dad jokes and whatever type of humor. That's fine. But man, when it, when, when push comes to shove, the proofs, the proofs in the pudding, Sonny, I mean, they, they are recruiting at a very, very good level. And I think a really, really kind of good, you know, ending point for this and for fans to kind of take on themselves and use their imagination is, and I'll even ask you here. I mean, I, you kind of set it up. I think LSU is very primed to be that next SEC team that sets up a run of consecutive dominant years. With the way they're recruiting, you can see some similarities between what Alabama was able to do, Georgia was able to do in the early years of Kirby Smart. Brian Kelly's starting to trend that way. Now, look, you have to sign these guys. These guys got to get on the dotted line in 2025, the DeCorian Moores, the Bryce Underwoods. I understand all that. But then when you look at that in-state talent 2026, that I don't want to get too ahead of myself. You feel kind of you know, you're going to have the first right, essentially, to be able to get these guys to commit to your your school. I don't know. It's not far-fetched to really think that when you look at 2025 and beyond as we wrap it up here, 
LSU fans have a lot to be excited about. I think, and I kind of agree with your sentiment of they could be that next team that makes a nice run. Yeah, you know, I think you you see that, you know, if you go through the position groups and you see where they're really, you know, recruiting kind of stockpiling talent, it all starts on the trenches, both sides of the trenches. Yeah. Brad yeah. Davis is certainly doing it. Now, I think you're going to see Bo Davis do it. And when Bo, if Bo Davis can do it over these next two, over this 2025 and 2026 class, mm-hmm. if he can get that defensive room looking like that offensive line room right there, then oh. you have – then I think the Alabama and the Georgia comparisons and the analogy that you make, then I think you really start to get there to where you say, you know, that's not very far-fetched at all because the lines are settled. You know, you've yeah. got those big boys on the line. You know, you've got more than one Dominic McKinley, more than one <laughs> Gabe Relifer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and too, look, I mean, there's not ever going to be a shortage of skill position players. And I'll leave it at this. I think, too, it's even more important to have a guy like Brad Davis and Bo Davis on both sides of the line because it is really hard to get high-level, high-performing linemen, guys in the trenches, out of the transfer portal because they're not a dime a dozen. But if you can get them out of the high school ranks and develop and recruit them each and every single year back to your roster, that's how I think that you could build your roster for sustainability, not necessarily having to go into the portal every single year and say, hey, I need two offensive linemen and maybe one more that can be a swing guy and then we're going to need at least two, maybe three defensive linemen. That's not a spot you want to be, I think, especially if you're LSU and you're in the SEC. That's a lot of money, too. <laughs> Brother, a lot of money, a lot of money. That'll cover a couple of big boys cost taco money. nights. <laughs> but, hey, LSU recruiting is doing well, and we encourage you to hang out over on the site, go 24-7, great conversation, great boards. And, uh, man, join myself, Sonny, and Glenn West as well as we kind of roll throughout the spring, get ready for spring football, baseball season, two weeks away. Going to be a ton of fun. A lot Stop of excitement around week. that program. Yeah, man, I think uh, the wife, for those who don't know, wife's pregnant. She's finally feeling better, and I think we're heading out tonight. We're going to go to well, opening night tonight. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm big fan, big softball yeah. fan. So, and uh, it'll, uh, it'll also let me shoot some messages back to my uh, – I'll say this, some of the uh, Alabama fans in my family who are diehard Alabama softball fans, uh, they can't stand LSU, anything purple and gold. So it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny to shoot those messages back to them. But, hey, we'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7 podcast. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.